Welcome to Emerging Franchise Brands, the podcast that introduces you to the visionary founders of America's fastest growing franchise opportunities. We'll also hear from industry pros as they share insights on what it really takes to achieve the elusive milestone of 100 plus locations. I am your host, Frank Fumi, founder of i9 Sports, and my 20-year journey from inception to acquisition has given me a unique perspective on how to succeed in franchising. Join me as we welcome today's guest. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Emerging Franchise Brands. On today's show, I have Katie Parker from The Singers Company. Katie, how are you? I'm great. I'm super excited to be here, Frank. Thanks for having me. Well, this is exciting. I know we did a little pre-call a few weeks ago. And I, as I learned about your journey in franchising, I was like, I got to have you on here sooner rather than later. You're probably the first founder that I talked to that actually started their company when they were in high school. Yes. <laughs> so why don't you, sh- yeah, why don't you share with your, share with the audience a little bit about your journey? How did you start? What is Singer's Company? And how did you start this in high school? What's this all about? Okay. Buckle up. <laughs> here we go. Let's do this. Okay. Um, Singer's Company is a non-competitive performing group for young girls, like elementary age. We do we do dip into like the three-year-olds, but that's optional for our franchisees. But anyway, um, and it's all about strengthening their confidence. So the tools we use are music and dance, and that's what you'll see the girls do is sing and dance. But what our directors and franchise owners are doing during the class time are just are just very specific in helping these girls feel strong and want to and be comfortable singing in front of hundreds of people and speaking in front of their friends. So that's Singer's Company. Um, How that started was growing up, I love musical dance theater. I sang and danced like my whole life. And my parents saw that like little talent and desire in me. And so they fueled that. And in my family, we had to earn money, our own tuition for college. So that's kind of what my parents did. Um, my dad was an attorney, but he just felt it really strongly that we needed to kind of make our own way, which I'm so grateful for, because I think because of that is probably why I had the guts to do you know, what I'm doing now. But anyway, so I watched my older brothers and sisters. I come from a family of seven. I'm number five. I kind of had to figure things out because our family was super busy. So I kind of taught myself like how to braid my own hair, how to, you know, so I was kind of that personality where, oh, wait, I'm not going to wait for it if I could figure out how to do it myself, you know, so I watched my older brothers and sisters, they like would give up their entire summers, like to work a full time job so that they could earn their tuition for college. And I had stuff I wanted to do in the summer. And so I kind of was torn. I'm like, ah, and my parents didn't let us have jobs during the school year because we needed to focus on school and our studies. But then my mom, I was kind of talking to my mom about this, like, you know, I just, I just don't, I, I want, you know, what, what, here's my dilemma. And she, she kind of did, she did similar things with us. There's a lot of girls in my family and we lived in a small town. I grew up in Merced, California. It's a little um, agricultural town and there wasn't a lot offered. And so my mom did these, she would get, she was very musical. So she would get groups of girls in the community together and sing and teach them a song. And we'd go perform it around Christmas time. And, and, um, and I loved it. Obviously I was a performer. I performed in our community theaters. Um, I took voice lessons. you know, I was, I just was really into that world. And in high school, I was my sophomore year and I was kind of approaching my mom, like, I'm just not looking forward to like, not being able to go to, you know, see my cousins in the summer because I have to, you know, earn money. And my, my mom just said, Hey, what if you did, 
you know, like, what if you did something like that, but for younger girls, you know, it's only one day a week. So like dad and I will let you have that type of job because it's such minimal time. It doesn't take that, you know, away. And, and so I did, I started it when I was before I drove, because the first group I had and taught, um, it was before I could drive a car. So I think I was 15. It was my sophomore year in 1993. And so I would have a group of girls come to my house and I would, I put my own little show together, teach it to them. And then they would, we'd go perform around the community, kind of like my mom did with us, but I would charge for it. And I earned a great little chunk of change <laughs> through the whole school year. And I, and then I came up with in the summer, okay, what if I did like a summer camp and I squeezed it all into a week and I had how many kids participate and so I kind of started to create a little name for myself and I named it Singer's Company and I would do summer camps and earn like thousands of dollars and I could, I funded my, I funded my college, I funded my study abroads. I, and the beauty of Singer's Company even now is the minimal time for the maximum amount you're earning. So then Come, so that was my sophomore year. Then I was able to drive. So I, I did it. I did it. I didn't do it at my house anymore. I rented a space in the community and like, and I was able to grow my group a little bit there. How old were you at, and how old are you around this time? 16, 16. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, so that was my junior and senior year. I was kind of, you know, on my, I rented a space and I, and I ran it there. And then I went to college and I missed the girls, I missed working with the girls because I love the growth you see. And it was just so fulfilling what I was doing. I missed terribly the income because it was such a nice chunk of change for minimal time. And it was just easy for me to do because it was, you know, who I was and in my blood. So I started one in college, you know, where I there in that town. And where was this? I, that was I went to Brigham Young University. So I started one in Provo and I did it for four years and then I got married. And I moved, I graduated in public relations and, and I worked with one of the top firms in Salt Lake City for a couple of years. And so we moved to Salt Lake, but it was such a good chunk of change. And it was, I could do it in my sleep. I just kept my group in Provo. So I would, you know, and my employer was so awesome. Like they, they loved me and I loved them and they would just let me, you know, I would just check out about 3.30 on Monday afternoons, drive to Provo, teach my singer's company, <laughs> come back. And, and really the feedback over the years I think it was in Provo and with that group that I knew the impact. Like I loved the money. I loved the girls. I loved what I was doing. It was great for me, but I think, and I know that my experience, a couple of my specific experiences with certain girls in that Provo group really showed me and how my heart just like knew, like there's something more to this, what this is doing for these girls and these parents of these girls, they're seeing the strength that comes from this program. They're seeing their daughter's confidence grow. You know, you hand me the shyest girl and I can, I can totally help that girl like this program. And so there were just moments, there were a couple moments that I realized, oh, wait, this isn't about me, even though it's very beneficial to my life and for multiple reasons look at what it's doing. And that's when the seeds of, okay, this is something bigger started to happen, but I wasn't totally clued into the business side. I was just here feeling it in my heart, the mission of what I was doing and the impact. So then we moved to, I had my first little baby, my daughter, and we moved to Irvine. And I, that's, I just love being a mom. And I didn't, 
I and I they wanted me to stay on at our PR firm even with moving with California they're like it's okay you can like you know just call we'll just like be on conference calls once a week you can still keep your clients and I as soon as I held my baby I was like you know I don't want to you know I just I just want to be a mom and we moved to Irvine and then I started to miss those little girls and the impact and like the community and the families I got to know and and it was it's just singers company is so easy to do especially for me like you know just because I'd done it for so long obviously that I just started another one in Irvine and that one filled up so fast because it was just something that was needed and it grew and grew. We were only there two years and I couldn't grow fast enough, but I didn't want to grow anymore because I was growing my own little family. So we moved about 15 miles away from Irvine to where I'm, where I am now, Ladera Ranch. And I had people traveling to me to stay in this because I started one in, in Ladera too. <laughs> and then it just kept, and within these years about, this is when people started to approach me. You need to franchise this. You need, and I would be like, no, 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 la, 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 la. I don't want to. I love <laughs> what I have. I just want to be a mom. I'm not looking to work in the corporate world. I kind of did that. I knew I had to get it out of my system. I knew I'd be good at it. It was great. But I just love being a mom. And I know I can't do all of that. And and so just fast forward to 2008. I'm still in Ladera. The groups are growing. The feedback is amazing. Parents, the growth in the girls. I really honed in everything about my show, I was starting to kind of repeat the shows. I was starting just because I had, I had just fine tuned how I did it, what I focused on, what I didn't, all the you know, and so um, 2008, um, people were you know, and I just kept it kept coming to my mind like franchising, and I've kept thinking about how to do it, and and my husband he went to school for graphic design and had his own marketing branding firm so it, we kind of like it worked hand in hand so he always did my logos and you know all my marketing materials and flyers and so the market we we bought a new house we built a new house we moved in and the market just that this was is, when it oh this is 2008 2008 and I remember just in my heart, I'm like, oh, we would have never bought this house had we known because my husband's company, you know, clients just kind of went away because yeah. everything was kind of in turmoil. And and I remember thinking, what are our options? And I was like, well, we'll just sell. And then I was like, I just knew we shouldn't. I knew this is where we wanted to put our roots down deep with our family. And I just, in my heart, I'm like, no, we're supposed to be here. Um like, but what are our options? And I had had these conversations about franchising with some, you know, just some family members that are really in the corporate business world and finance world. And they were always like, you have to, you have to. And I'm like, no, <laughs> by this time I have four babies, you know, I have four little kids. Wow. And so I was just like, I, I, they, they are my, like, they need me. They're my life. Yeah. I'm not looking for more. And then I was at the table. I shared this with a, little, a little bit with you in a pre the previous call, but we're just sitting at my kitchen table and my father-in-law was there and we were kind of discussing. I had just gotten home from Singer's Company that day and had a great time. I'll get emotional. I had just such a, you know, it's just so fun. It's such a high. It's only two hours of my week, but, you know, I teach the girls. I come home, we have dinner and I'm just sitting at the table and while I'm, and we're talking about potentially franchising it, and I'm just in my mind, I'm I'm just so resistant because I, I'm a mother first. I will always be a mother first. And then I just get this text from a mom of one of the girls in my group who just really struggled. She was a fifth grader. 
And she just really struggled with friends, with just just her self-confidence. And she was super, super shy. She got emotional coming to class. It was hard for her to leave her mop. And and she was doing awesome. And she was singing solos and she was just engaging in the group. And this mom just, it was just a text, another, and I, I had gotten lots of them. You know, I've gotten plenty of those, but in that moment, at that time, sitting at my table, discussing franchising in the middle of the discussion, me being resistant, not wanting to, but in the middle of the discussion, getting that text, it was, I just knew I'm like, this is, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yes. Like yes. all of my talents, all of my experience is coming to this moment where why would I withhold that from wonderful women out there who could do the same thing I'm doing for these sweet girls that need it so badly. And I just knew like, it didn't matter what time it took. It didn't matter the cost. That was my mission. A mom first, but in a way, this is being a mother to so many. And so that it was 2008, 2009, and we started the ball rolling. I had to do a lot of homework, a lot of research. I live in California. If you start a franchise in California, <laughs> it's almost impossible. <laughs> they make it very uh, difficult. They here. sure do. California, and, uh, you make it interesting for everybody. So we had we have we have property in Utah, and so we were able to make it a Utah company. Um, and we were able to, I mean, and there's just so many amazing things along the way. I mean, the amount that it would have, like the amount that the attorneys, when I did my research for franchise attorneys and I got amounts back of what it would cost to get us up and running, um, like California's was crazy. And then I go and I'm like, okay, we'll be a Utah company. Cause we, you know, we definitely have, you know, connections there. And so we get that going, I reach out to our current attorneys, which I love. They're, they're, they're amazing. Um, and their amount they gave me was almost to the cent how much we had saved for our kids' college so far. Oh my God. And that was another little, just a little sign that I needed. Like I have this, I can do this. We didn't end up having to use all of it. Thank goodness. But I knew we could. And we took, and my, and my dad, I love him dearly. He's not a risk taker. I, you know, you go to people you love and know and trust and you sure. run the idea by him. And my, and my dad was kind of like, don't do it. <laughs> as soon as he was kind of like, he didn't say don't do it because my dad would never do that. He wants us, you know, but he was kind of like hinting. And I remember in my heart when he was hinting, I'm like, I already knew I was going to do it. Like I knew, I knew I needed to do it. So we did it. 2011, June, we became an official franchise. And I think we sold eight that first summer. Wow. And, yeah. And I was, I was, um, uh, oh, I was, I didn't know. My biggest thing was, I know that this system works, but how do I replicate myself? Yes. Yes. That is the challenge for us because now you're in the franchising business. We're no longer in the music and dance business. Right. Right. So anyway, that is my story. It is completely from the heart. It is completely mission driven. There is nothing like this for women out there for minimal time, maximum earning potential, but most importantly, maximum like influence for good on each little girl, each family and in your community. Like there's just, it's just <laughs> amazing. It's just awesome. We love it. We live and breathe pinks. Singers companies are game. That's amazing. And 62 franchises, 19 states later, here we are. 
I know. I know. It's crazy. It's my world now. So I'm just used to it. But when you, sure. when I, when you, when you know, when you help, I don't know, you help me reminisce about the past and like, yeah. it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. What a story. <laughs> yeah. Katie, we, we're kindred spirits in more ways than, than, than one here. You, you shared so many examples where I'm like, yep, checkbox. Yep. Yep. That's me. And I, and I, I made several notes, but there's there's one thing in particular that I wanted to point out, especially for the audience of folks that are looking to either A, buy a franchise, or B, become a franchisor themselves, is you and I are both living proof that you can follow your passion and make money. You know, that cliche of following your passion and the money will find you, it kind of got kicked on and beat up by a lot of people in the business world saying that that's a lot of BS, that's nonsense. And you and I are living proof that you can follow your passion and you can make money doing that. Yes, um, yes. Because here's the thing, you knew your why. You knew, you said this from like the opening, uh, from what you, you opened with. You didn't talk about just music and dance. What did you say? You said that we're in the confidence business essentially. Yeah. You started with confidence. You do that through music and dance. And for those that are listening to this, understand that it's not what you do, right? It's why you do it. You knew your why. You knew you were in the confidence aspect of helping girls grow. Just You're like, totally right. Right? That's what we do with I9 Sports. Sports is just a vehicle. We help kids succeed in life through sports. That's just not our motto. That's just not our slogan that we trademarked. But it's what we believe because, and we do that through each week, there's a different uh, value and a different sportsmanship value that we give and different sportsmanship award. And it's based on those different values that are age appropriate because we understood that we're really in the business of helping kids grow and gain that confidence. And what we, you and I both have in common in both of our businesses that really the business we're ultimately in is we're, in cre we're creating memories that last a lifetime because you're changing so, people's lives, right? It's so true. And I didn't, the more you talk, I'm like, we really are kindred spirits. Like we are both, like our franchises both started for just helping these kids realize their strength and what they, and that they're needed in this world. That's like one of our mantras at um, Singer's Company is I'll share my voice. And we have a theme song, you know, like my, I'll share my voice for good, you know, and like I'll make cho good choices along the way that bring strength. So yes, yes. And my husband always says, he goes, you know, Katie, you think about a child's life, they have one teacher a year and they can remember that teacher. He, and some of my girls, I have them every year for seven years. Tons of families have stuck with us. He goes, do you realize the impact that you are going to be such a memory seared in their little hearts and minds because you were the teacher that was there for years. Right. And, and singers company was, and the, and these little girls, we haven't even touched it because these girls are growing up. They are just barely becoming 21, 22, 23. Like I've got chills. I've got chills. You, we, you have not even seen the impact that you're making that you've made on these girls yet. Just yeah. wait until these young girls become moms and entrepreneurs and they're amazing. Yeah. They're amazing. Whatever they do. Like company directors. I mean, of course. we have women out there that are just, I mean that in fact, we're starting to get some singers company girls that will reach out and say, is there one by me? I have a little girl. I just had a little girl of my own. 
she's a baby, but I want her to do singer's company. Is there one by me? You know, and sometimes we say yes. And sometimes we say no, <laughs> <laughs> you be thinking about it the next couple of years and see if it's a, a good thing for you. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit. I want to shift gears here about franchising since mm -hmm. we have people listening again, that they may be interested in, in being part of your franchise and I'd like to know sort of what you think, what was life like for you first starting out when you became a franchisor? Like, how did you even find your first franchisees? Were they, were they customers? Did you go through a broker network? Uh, how did your first eight, I think you said in that summer became, how'd you find them? Right. We are such a different franchise. I, some of the normal avenues that I think franchisors take to get, you know, to put their concept out there, to... We knew we've tried a few of them early on and we just realized we not just anybody could be a singer's company director, but almost anyone that believed in our cause and had the investment money could become a franchisor. They can hire a director, but we were very you know, careful about who we have with these girls. But in the franchise world, it yeah, we're just different. We're a little bit different. We're a smaller scale. We're um and so we're like the entry level, like the investment level is one of the, you know, on the very lower end, because this is like, this is a part-time gig, but it also can be a full-time gig. We have, we have directors and franchisees that have quit their full-time jobs because they see the amount of money they can make in the minimal time. And now they do singers company every day of the week and they don't have to work as many hours and they're making more money. We haven't and even so, talked about the lives you're changing with those people. I know, with our, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Now we've come with like one of our mantras is strong women, strong girls, because not only do we get testimonials from the parents about what it's doing for their daughter, we get testimonials from directors. And so those first eight people knew me. They knew what I was doing. I had lived in a few states. I had started groups in, you know, how many different communities by the time I franchised. So by the time I just told people that I was franchising, because a, a lot of people would try to do something like this, but they end up kind of crashing and not crashing and burning, but burning out. Because Why doesn't it work for those people? I think, number one, they lose sight of what it's really about and what it really can do. Mm. They're more in it for, look what I created. Look at the show that I produced. Look at me. Because they're performers and performers oh, like the spotlight. Of course. So that's hey, not really so, your ideal franchisee. No, in fact, we're really wary. If someone starts to talk about all their credentials, about what they do musically and like performing wise, we, we, we ask more questions of that person than we would someone that's coming at it with, I love your cause. I love what you do. My daughter, like a lot of our franchisees come from a mom who had their daughter in a group in this city, then their family moved to this city and they're frantically searching for fr singers company again, and they can't find it. So they reach out. Is there a singers company here? Please say there's a singers company uh -huh. here. There's not. They say, well, what are we going to do? We're like, well, you could create it yourself. We could do it. <laughs> and then they say, could I? And we're like, yes, because we give you everything. And all you have to do is have a big heart and a passion for our mission and you can do it. And, and then they do it. And so it's, it's kind of the mission. It's our franchise is so mission driven. It mm -hmm. could definitely. So those first eight came from people who knew me. And as soon as I franchised it and said, look, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to give you 
every little video that you need. I'm going to tell you exactly how to connect with each girl, the way that we do it. I'm going to give you, you don't have to worry about the show. You don't have to worry about costumes. We manufacture them and ship them to you. You don't have to worry about all these things. You just plug in, bring your big heart, bring your excitement. We'll even tell you when to, when to like, cheer these girls on and scream and yell and jump up and down with excitement. We'll tell you what to say. We'll tell you what not to do. We'll tell you when to show up. We'll tell you what don't waste your time on. We'll tell you everything. All you have to do is, you know, invest and plug in and you're good to go. Katie, of and course you're successful. I mean, come on here. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's not really a surprise. You, um, you realize that, um, you really have done the McDonald's systematizing of, of music and dance here is what it sounds like. But more than that, there's, it's about really the passion and the mission, but the fact that you've taken the time to building in those systems and processes for people was critical because we know that if somebody just has passion, they have the passion for what they do, but they don't know how to do it, they could just also crash and burn, right? Cause they're like, but I have a big heart, but it's more than that. It's more than it just is. having a love. It's you have that delicate balance that, a lot of people don't have the delicate balance of mission driven, but I know that with that, there comes a responsibility of having systems and processes. And these people who are franchisees of yours that are successful, they, they are successful because they do follow your system, right? One of our, in fact, one of our franchisees, she, um, she just got our, uh, through franchise business reviews, she got our franchise rock star award and she is from New Jersey. And if you, like, if you meet me, you'll, you'll be like, oh, she's so bubbly. Yeah, she has so much energy. And I do, I really do. And I really am. <laughs> I, I've always been that way. I think my whole life. But um, if you meet one of our franchisees, she's amazing, but she's not, she's not me. You know what I mean? And you wouldn't necessarily think that she was our most successful franchise franchisee. Mm -hmm. But, and at one time I asked her, I was just like, like, Emily, how are you, like, you are busting at the seams there in New Jersey. Like, what are you doing? And she, this is when I knew we really were onto something. This was probably three years in to franchising. And she said, Katie, I do everything you tell me to do in those lesson plans and in the training. If you tell me to jump up and down after the girls practice this one song, I jump up and down. If you tell me not to worry about talking to that parent about that, but talk to them about this instead, I do it. If you tell me don't get on that girl instead of, you know, getting on that girl because she's misbehaving, shoot her a compliment and she will immediately, I do exactly what you tell me to do. If you tell, if it's in the handbook, if it's in the lesson plan, I do it. And that's when I was like, wow, this just is opening up a whole new world of you don't have to be, you know, have this type of personality to be a singer's company director. You really just have to have the drive and a big heart and and passion for what we're about and want to be part of that big movement of something bigger. And what we give you will make you successful if you do it and follow it. Wow. So. That's, that's amazing. You, uh, you also touched on earlier that you realized that it wasn't about you. And there's so many entrepreneurs that don't get that. And I will be the first to admit that while I might've been that, you know, the visionary founder and had the idea, the real magic of my company was the team around me. So let's talk about, cause I know it's, this is not just about you. Tell me about singers company. Tell me about the team. I want to hear who, 
What's the, what, well, what does it take to make the machine tick over there? <laughs> you know, I would say originally it's my husband. He has his own, like he is the owner of album surfboards and he has his own brand. He was a surfer growing up and he had a passion for that. He started in marketing a branding firm. So he is a wealth of knowledge and I'm like our date nights on Friday nights are board meetings. (laughs) Such entrepreneurs. Oh my gosh. Even this morning, it's like, I'm feeling this way. And we just, bump back and forth ideas, but really the visual of seniors company, like that little girl, our little girl logo. I mean, I love the color pink. That's my favorite color. So of course, seniors company is pink, but um, he did that. He did everything originally. Now we have other people because he's way too busy. So I finally, but I still go to him just, you know, cause he, he's seen it for our own girls. And this is a whole nother level, Frank, watch this. Okay. So I have a daughter. You're going to, it's going to blow you away. I have a daughter. She's 22. She um, is in the nursing program at, and at BYU. Very hard to get into. She's going to be amazing. She, so we're so proud of her. But she needed to earn money this summer, you know. And she could work full time somewhere. So this is how like like the blessing of this company in a director's life in a franchisee's life. So I said, all right, Annie, come. I don't do summer camps with my girls because I'm too busy. Um, but you come home. You can do the summer camps. We have them all written for just like we do for all the other franchisees. And you could do those. And in one week, so she did three summer camps. In that time, she worked the total time she was teaching the girls was 36 hours. Okay. She spent 36 hours of teaching. She made over $10,000. <laughs> that is amazing. So like, so it just like you ask who's part of the team it's my husband. It seeps, the blessings seep into my family. You know, like the little logo girl is my daughter, Sadie, my second daughter. That's like done after Sadie. Cause she always had those two little pigtails. So you look at our logo that, and then we call her Sadie, the singer's company girl. <laughs> and so, and my youngest daughter is four and she's going to be starting singer's company when, you know, this September. But so my husband, number one, number two, um, is a shout out to my dear friend who have a couple years in um it just really was meant to be she lived in my she doesn't live by me anymore she lives about an hour away in Carlsbad but her name's Carrie Demitz and she is now she's now one of the owners um she's she's earned a little bit of that of the ownership because she's just you know she calls me the dreamer and the performer and she's the cross the t's dot the i's you know, she's a director relations. The directors love her. We call her kind of the mom of singers company. She takes care of everybody. She's helped with the processes. I mean, we built our own platform. We don't use any other software of anyone. We nice. built our own like directors log in. They get everything right there. Um, and so Carrie is number one. So I would say there's two, probably three executives. My husband, he's really not as involved because again, his, his brand is like blowing up right now. Um, but my husband, me, and Carrie. And then we have seven wonderful women who have been, some of them have been previous directors, but they, um, for health reasons, had to put their passions in it, you know, and and a lot, most of them are directors, probably, I think six out of the seven are current directors, but they've just become really good in certain areas. And we've noticed that. And so we've reached out to like, our first franchisee is now head of our mentoring so when you become a, a, you know, a senior company director, you're connected to the mentoring program. And she has a couple directors that she works with that train 
our new franchisees and are like basically their best friend, like forever, you know, like, like if you have a question, you, so 24 seven mentoring, obviously that first year, it's really heavy, you know, with the mm-hmm. training and just, this is new territory, but then for the life of your franchise, you always have your mentor to, you know, reach out to and to us too. But anyway, so one, and then the other one just handles, so we have about seven women that are directors that are phenomenal women. They are driven by the mission first, but are all very successful with their franchises. And they've become our executive team. And it's brilliant. It's awesome. And they get it from the inside out. And it's a well-oiled machine. I mean, there is not one person, Frank, in all of these years that has worked full-time on Singer's Company. Wait, wait, say that again? There is not one person, not even me, who has who has worked full time on meaning like an eight hour day. We we all live in different states. We are running this company like we're all moms first. Not well, not all of us, that's not true, but like we're all like this is very part part time. It is a well-oiled machine. It has, it could, we're just, yeah, it could scale tomorrow. But I have six kids. <laughs> And they're the age range is huge. I have a husband that has been <laughs> So we're just, it's all been just kind of like, it's just been organic. All of it. All of it's been organic. So natural. So is there something about this growth where you're like, you want to have this controlled um, expansion, right? But what would get you, I mean, but you still have, you have 62 franchises in 19 states. So yeah. is there a strategy on how, even if, do you want to scale more quickly or kind of where's your head at in this growth? You know, I'm, I'm a really faith-driven person. And so a lot of the decisions of my life are very much um, just tied to God and where he wants me to go and where he wants to take the things that, you know, he's helped me create. And so I've just always had faith. I'm, I'm very, we're very family, like family is everything. Um, You know, I chose to bring the, you know, my husband and I chose to bring these children into the world. Like our dedication is to them first. I, so even my day, when I wake up in the morning, I wake up really early. I'm a mom first, which means I'm doing my mom duties first. You know, I'm taking my time to, you know, be in my scriptures and meditate. And then I'm doing the laundry, a load of laundry. And then I'm making breakfast for my kids to get them out the door. And then I'm prepping for dinner. And then I go to work, you know, and, um, and that's, that's what's worked putting those priorities first. And so I just have faith that I know the potential of this. I mean, I've had people around me. I know in the, like, I, it's huge. It's massive. It could be very quickly and very easily. We could handle just alone our little infrastructure. We could handle double what we're doing, like no problem. But it's not about that. It's not about, it's about that if it's supposed to go that way. Mm -hmm. I know that I've never, I, I'm not going to admit, like, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I was never like (laughs) when I, when I put on the hat in 2011 of CEO, I'm like, oh, what do CEOs do? But I know I. And in the meantime, I'm like, should I go get my MBA? Should I, what should I do? So I read a couple of books. One of them is like your per, my personal MBA or something. Oh yeah. And I remember reading that book. There's been a couple of them, like the E-Myth. Oh, um, oh, we could talk about the E-Myth for an hour. So like I've read certain books and I, as I'm reading them, it's so funny to me. It's like, I, Singer's Company 
is in chapter 20. Like we're there, like we're already there. Like this whole book is about finding the concept to go and scale and make millions of dollars. And I'm, and like, you need to start with this. And I, it's just so funny. I'm like, I, I'm like, like all the things they're like, they were telling me to do in personal MBA. I'm like, oh, it was like such a second nature to me. Like it was just already in me to like run. So anyway, I've never gotten funding. Everything has been completely organic growth. We've never been in debt. We've never like, like, and so I'm not nervous. Like if an investor wanted to come in and really blow this thing up, it doesn't make me nervous now. You know what I mean? But I'd want to make sure that the mission always stayed intact, you know, that we never left that. And so that's what makes me a little nervous is someone that sees the dollar signs, but, but can't, you know what I mean? And at the expense of, well, let's, you know, cut costs here, let's cut costs here, or or let's just do this faster. And it's like, no, you're going to miss the growing girl. Yeah. How would that make you feel if you, cause I would never let that happen. I think if, if I'm so open to anything and I know that I would be led in the right direction, if someone approached me and said, look, I love what you're doing. More girls need this now more than ever, which is true. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we've, we've just never, like, we've just never put thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of tens of thousands into marketing. We never have. We, it's, it's kind of word of mouth. It's that mom moving away and reaching back out because she wants the program there. It's, it's very mission driven. And I know there's a point that I'll probably have to step down as CEO sometime. And because it needs to get to more people, it needs to get past our country. It needs to like, it could be a wonderful vehicle of teaching English to, to, you know, teaching English through song is, I mean, there's so many, I've had a couple of people approach me here and there about things and, and I'm open to anything, but it is a well-oiled machine ready. Like when I see it and feel it, or when the opportunity comes, I just know that I'll know in my heart, which opportunity to take or what to do. And um, just like I've been led up to this point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I love that you realize that having the heart and soul of the company is truly about making the difference in the girls' lives. And you didn't get caught up in the, you know, how much money can we possibly make? It's all happening organically. And if I could encourage anything here to you, it would be just continue to be you and continue to follow your vision and doing all the right things and wherever the company will go, it's going to go, you know, it's going to go right. Yeah. I I think our vision changes too, as we get older for my wife and I, we got to the point where we were in our late forties and our kids were finished. My son was, my daughter was off to college Mm -hmm. and my son was just finishing up high school. And I'll never forget. I turned to my wife and I was just like, you know, all of our eggs are in the basket of our company we had kept reinvesting, reinvesting in our business. And really, if you kind of looked at our portfolio, it was very, very lean. I mean, our IRA was pretty crummy, as a matter of fact, because we kept putting money back into our business. And I remember thinking, like, maybe we need to take some chips off the table because we started thinking, like, longer term and, like, what life is going to look like for us. I think for everybody, it, it varies. depends on not just where you are as an entrepreneur, but where you are in your life cycle, too, as a family, Absolutely. And and maybe you know, this didn't work out for me based on the age of my kids, but maybe one of your kids are going to be the heir to the throne. They very well could be. I mean, they've <laughs> lived and breathed it their whole life. Right. 
for me, it wasn't going to work that way because one, I, I knew my daughter was not going to be interested in running our company. And two, my son, who might have been, he was too young. Like our timeline was off. You know, he was, and trust me, if if my son did want to be part of the company, he would have started at the very bottom. He would have been working on the field. You know, he would have started volunteer coaching. Like I had already had a plan like, dude, you're going to start working on the field. You're going to be a site coordinator. You're going to be an hourly employee. I want you working with the kids on the right. field. Like I want you to know from, and he played. So he, he knew kind of like he, he was breathing, eating, drinking, sleeping the business. Yeah. But I think for every entrepreneur, we have to, we, we come to that realization one day we're like, okay, what do I ultimately want for this company? And does that mean I need something more than me or not? You're, you're just doing everything right. You just need to keep doing what you're doing. Oh, I don't know about that, <laughs> but I feel like up until this point, I've, I have absolutely 100% felt guided and led. I see the impact it makes. And it's really, I mean, we have a whole nother company that's come off of this. It's not a franchise. It's, it's, I believe in me that we had all these parents asking like, okay, these girls in elementary school, you're built, like, they're so strong. They're learning how to share their voice. You know, they like strong women, strong girls, but then we send them to middle school, you know, like, please create something for that. And I knew it need, didn't need to be singing and dancing. So we have a whole um, beautiful program. It's called I Believe in Me. And these singers company girls can feed right into it. And it's just, it's all about like setting themselves up for a happy life with the tools, the life skills. You know, it's basically life mentoring as you head into middle school with friends and relationships and study skills and fashion and makeup, age appropriate, all those things. And um, and that, I mean, there's so much coming out of Singer's Company that like Singer's Company is the franchise opportunity. I believe in me is a whole nother company that's part of it. So like we we now built this year a new brand, Bloomfully, which is a place where girls grow, which holds Singer's Company and I believe in me. And then there's a couple of things coming. So there's the potential, there's a lot of work to be done, but it's just, but these girls and these women need it. I mean, you've seen the statistics and heard of they they are they are they are just suffering. They're suffering mentally. Their confidence is so low. The sadness is so high right now. Like this world, this country, states, communities need singers company and they need I believe in me more than ever and it's that part, I think, is what weighs on my heart when you talk about how big is this, where, what's my vision. I just feel like, how do I let people know it's here? Parents need I Believe in Me. Parents need Singers Company. Women that need to make, want to make a difference. They need to become a Singers Company director. If they're stressed about their own little family and, you know, making ends meet. If they're worried about their own little girl who's so shy, how is she going to make it in this really selfish world, self-centered Instagram, you know, social media world. How is she going to be strong? And the answer is like, mom, start a singer's company, get that girl in a singer's company. And then she becomes your assistant in middle school. And all the little girls just love her. Like my Sadie, they love her. She earns money for college. The, her confidence is soaring because everywhere she goes in town, there's a singer's company girl that's running up to Miss Sadie. <laughs> Aww. I love you. you know, and and then she's feeling so good. She's making money. She's this little entrepreneur. Then she goes and she, you know, goes on, makes her own way in college, but then realizes I could go home for the summer and make thousands of dollars doing singers company camp. And then she's my oldest daughter who comes home from her camp and goes, mom, I get it now. 
the cutest little girl. The girls are so cute. She's like, I was singing, they're holding the microphone for her. And she, we were doing the little show. And I thought, I'm going to have to do this forever. Aren't I? Oh, because she was, it hit it her. Was, it hit her the mission. And she felt it in her heart. Like this builds little girls more than anything and our approach more than anything. So it's, I, that's, I think I feel, and I feel a little bit of that's where my heart hurts. Like, how can I get this? How can people know it's here? You know, without me totally, you know, it's going to take more than me. I think that's what I know. It will take more than me someday, whether it's soon, whether it's later, but I know that it will get there and that the potential is massive. We just want to help these little girls. We want to help these women with their families and their finances and, you know, the impact that they can have. And we want to help these middle school girls. They need it more than ever. So, yeah. If you could go back in time, though, to your younger self when you were first starting this out as a sophomore in high school, what would you tell your younger self knowing what you know now? That's such a good question. I think it's what you just told me earlier, that you just be you. Hone in on the gifts that you've been given, that you're growing yourself. And keep following your heart and the mission of what you've created. I don't know if I, I honestly could say I wouldn't do anything different. And so I think I did that. I think if I was in high school and I knew where this was going, I think I would have messed it up. I think I would have tried too hard to, you know, be too business minded a little bit. You know what I mean? I think it took me quite a few years to really understand Oh, wait, you know, when I had to put down on paper for our first franchisee in the handbook, when I had to write our handbook and be like, okay, what is it that, how is it that I can get a little girl who's crying the first day and doesn't want to be there and is kind of forced, you know, the mom really wants her there. How, how is it that I can get that little girl to the point where she, in, you know, at our first show, she's at the microphone singing a solo and her parents come up to me in tears. How, what did you do? How did you get her to do that? We are like so grateful. I'm like, how do I do that? Is it about, it's a little bit about the song choice in the show. Yeah. But it's so much more. And I had to like write it down and I realized, wait, this is what I do. I do this every practice. I do this for every, I say these things, these specific things to girls during practice, every practice. Uh, my energy level is here during this part. And then it's here during this part of the lesson. And then it's here when they're getting picked up and dropped off. This is what I'm doing with parents. Then this is what I'm saying to parents. This is what I'm not saying to parents. Like I had to get it all down on paper on that handbook. And it's the handbook is not about singing and dancing. The entire, almost the entire handbook is what you said. It's about how do you make that little girl feel known and loved and appreciated and help her grow. And in the process, make her parents' dreams for her, those little building blocks of strength grow. And yeah, so my 16-year-old self, 15-year-old self did not know that. You didn't know (laughs) the impact. Yeah, that took about six to seven to eight years until about year seven or eight did I realize it. Yeah, the money is amazing. The time is so minimal, but this is so much more. If um, I was thinking about what you said earlier too, about that time when you knew you needed to franchise, when that mom texted you and told you the difference you made in 
her daughter's life. When you started out singers, you weren't thinking about the impact you were really making on people's lives. You didn't know how big is big. I don't mean in terms of number of franchises, but you didn't know. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure if you even realize it right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't, but I think, <laughs> I mean, I started it for selfish reasons. I of course. Summer. I wanted to earn money. Like <laughs> it was completely financially selfish, but I, but I, it just, it happened. It just, it's, it's pretty crazy. It is it's pretty. Okay. So, I started my company, right? Because I love sports. I grew up a baseball fanatic. I love football, basketball, hockey, soccer, everything. I started my company selfishly like you did. I wanted to, because I like sports and it was fun. And you know how you were saying you made that difference in that girl's life and it wasn't how you started. If I could just share with you real real quick, I had a, a an experience that I will never forget. And that was one of my franchisees. I had been franchising for about five years. And one of my franchisees in Florida was watching the news. And it was a mom with her son being interviewed. Her house had been burned up in a fire. And her son, little boy, had an I-9 sports jersey on. And the franchisee, it wasn't his territory. He called the franchisee who whose territory it was and was like, dude, one of your customers, their house, they, you know, they lost everything in a fire. This franchisee called up the mom, found out who it was. And he said to her, I'm so sorry. So, you know, we heard about the fire and everything, you know, it's so sad. And he said to her, is there anything we can do to help you? And the mom said, um, we lost everything. And my son, the one thing he wanted was his sportsmanship medal that he got from I-9. And when I heard that story, I'll never forget, I went home. I heard that at the office. I went home, I told my family, and I, I broke down in tears because I realized, Katie, that we weren't, what we did in our business had nothing to do with sports. This was a, a medal that cost, what, $1.75, $2.25? I don't know, less than $3. But it was... The, it was the symbol of what that meant. To the, it wasn't a participation medal. It was a medal this kid got because he exemplified this value. I'm not sure if it was, you know, teamwork, collaboration, leadership, or what it was, but he was rewarded that day for what he did at the field. And he felt good about himself. Again, he was feeling confident. And it was the only thing he wanted out of his entire house from a fire. And I thought, from my stupid company that I did because of me liking sports. And I don't think people realize that we don't, as adults realize the difference we're really making in kids lives. If we, if we put ourselves back in time from when we were kids, that you were impacted by that coach or that teacher, you, that teacher have had the same girl for seven years. You are a huge influence on this girl's life moving forward on all these girls lives. And I guess in some way, I've maybe touched people's lives through sports, not just because I wanted to start a stupid flag football league. Because I, <laughs> I liked football, man. That's a, there was nothing more to it. It really it wasn't so mission based from the very beginning. I just liked sports, but it was more than that. No, well, it makes you realize, like you said, like you just said something where there is such a power in just an adult 
in a capacity of teaching, whatever it is, music and dance, sports, they have such a power and opportunity to lift and build. And I think so many organizations are falling short of yes. that. And it's not about the child anymore. It's not about what's best. And we, we see it in our world more than ever. It's almost to a gross level where it has become not about the child. It is about adult selfishness. And I think what our world is missing and lacking and needing is I-9 and Singer's Company for adults. The adults need to be involved in things like this, where they're guided into how to build, properly build up a child in ways that work, in ways that impact them and are the building blocks of strength for their little futures and their big futures. And um, yeah, I, I don't, the need, and we've seen it just in, just in the, in the way the parts of the world are going. I mean, I still love this. I love, I love this world. It has so many wonderful things to offer. And I, one of my, my favorite song is what a wonderful world. Cause that's kind of the outlook of life you got to have, you know, you just have to have, cause there's going to be horrible things all around you, mm -hmm. but we've seen it just in the growth of our franchisees units in their groups and the amount of girls wanting to be in singers company, parents seeking a good safe place for their daughter to be taught and built up is increasing like crazy because some, you know, depending on where you live, some schools don't, aren't even it's you know you're worried about safety at schools for different reasons now and that didn't used to be the case right so now more than ever we're just seeing i mean and that translates into dollars but we don't really like to talk about the dollars <laughs> but it is what it is it's like these our franchisees are doing better than ever because we offer a program that is about this girl this little girl and it's about building her up and it's so fun. It's so happy. It and it's so safe. Mm -hmm. So, you're providing value. There's should be no. Uh, I, I hope anybody that's listening to this is maybe even thinking of getting involved as a franchise owner of Singer's Company. I want them to grasp the fact that there is nothing wrong with getting paid. That you're when you provide oh. value. When you provide value you need to be rewarded for providing value and we're not doing something for free because we're we could be putting our time and energy into something else but there's at the same time you're doing it when you have the love you have the passion you're present you you shared earlier too when you were talking about knowing exactly what to say to the girls from the time they're going to be performing to the time you're talking to the parents when they're leaving everything what I was hearing you say was you were present. You didn't say the word, but what I heard was you were being present in every in every every step of it. And I think that's probably um, one of many uh, many strengths of yours is the ability to 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 be in the present. Well, you're nice. Well, I I do think it's important. Like I I still run my own little franchise. I still teach girls every week because when, number one because I love it mm -hmm. and I know the impact that I can make. Number two, they, they fuel me, but I think it's really important. Like, yes, I'm the CEO and I'm telling all these other people how to do it, 
it's going to be very hard for me the day that I have to give up being right in the thick of, you know, so that I can say this is working, this is not working. And we're testing this out with my group. My my group's the guinea pig. Oh, great. Everybody needs a laboratory. That's fantastic that you run the laboratory. I do. But now it's like we haven't changed the laboratory in seven years. It's such a well-oiled machine. (laughs) We have like, I don't know. It's awesome. But I just love these sweet girls. It's, they're our future. They're our future. We need them and their sweet goodness. And we need that goodness, them to be strong enough so that they share that goodness. And so Singer's Company is just a little, a little, I don't know, piece of heaven, I think, for these girls on on earth right now. It is. Well, if anybody is interested in being part of Singer's Company, would love to open a franchise and wants to make a difference in girls' lives, how would they find out more information? The easiest way is to go to singerscompany.com. And right there, there's just, uh, you'll be able to see kind of what we're all about, what it kind of looks like. And then there's obviously there's a, a page to submit information and recruit, request more information and kind of a contact. But um, yeah, we're, if, if you are a woman who's wanting to, you know, basically use your voice and use your energy for good, even beyond your own home, even though it will bless your home and it will bless you um, and you that's who we want. We want a woman that is, I mean, owners and investors can be anybody. It doesn't have to be a woman, but the girl, the ones that are with the girls um, need to share the mission, need to share that passion and the, you know, and if, and if someone calls in or someone requests more info and the words out of their mouth are, we love what you're doing or meaning like the end result, like we're, we want to help girls grow. We like, we're passionate about that too. You're it's music to our ears. Cliche. <laughs> That's yeah. Cool. Well, one more thing I'd like to ask you too, and that is I'd like to finish with this thing called the tip jar because the franchise community is so generous in giving of information and sharing advice and you've been so successful. I mean, you're kind of like the, you, you are an emerging franchise brand. I mean, you are really uh, kind of textbook. What would you say to pay it forward to somebody that was aspiring to taking their concept and franchising it. Uh, what would you, what advice would you give somebody? I would say, first of all, that it's possible. It's possible to do it. Um, but for, in my journey, I, I know for me in my heart, it had to be mission driven. I'm not interested in selling thousands of t-shirts or candles or, you know, and it's, I don't really, even though I love the, like I love performing, it wasn't about me in the spotlight. You know, the spotlight was shining on these girls and that's, that was our, our mission. So if you have that passion and you have something that's working, if it's already working, there's a way to replicate it. That was my biggest concern in franchising. Can I really tell? I mean, I remember when the money came in from that first franchisee. And like our franchise is very is is probably one of the lowest costs out there. What is for the, sure? What's the investment range? Um, the investment range is like tw- uh, probably fourteen thousand to thir- twenty nine thousand or okay. thirty two. That is very low. So yeah. Like yeah, yeah, it's it's very low. Um, but I remember <laughs> when that that first person paid that money, that feeling in my heart was when it, <laughs> Oh okay. no, like the universe I answered. <laughs> I have promised to provide for this franchisee yes. for the unforeseeable future. Like, you did it. Uh-oh, there's no turning back then. Yes. I, and 
but I didn't even know. I knew it could work for me. I knew I was doing it, but I didn't know if I could replicate it. <laughs> Do I even cash the check? Right? So, oh, I cashed it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but and it was truth be told, right? right. So, so I just remember like, can I really do this? And that's when I really dove into what do I actually do yes. to make a result? And again, our handbook is not about singing and dancing. Oh, you realize so, too that it was different. Um, teaching music and dance is different than teaching somebody the business of music and dance. Right. Completely I mean, we do, different. Well, we provide the business for it. So I think, yes, if you are considering you have this concept and you've this is my journey. I was already doing it for years. I knew where to focus. I knew where to not focus. I knew, you know, I could save people. And that's the beauty of a franchise, right? You're mm -hmm. saving people so much time and energy and you're saving them from, from failing. Like I, we can say, you, you know, you plug into our system and you're going to be good to go. If you do this and this and this and this and this, you have to do these things. Yes. And yeah. And, but we've saved all of this time, all of this headache. We've automated all of these things. We've tried everything. We know, you know, like we can confidently hundred percent. So it's possible. It's possible to replicate what you're doing. I didn't know it was possible, but now I can very <laughs> much say it is possible. <laughs> Katie Parker, you are a bright light in this world. I am, it's such an honor to have you on. And I don't know how our paths crossed, but I am so glad they did. And I'm so grateful that I, that we found each other and had you on the podcast and you were willing to come on as quickly as you, as you did onto the show. And I hope we stay connected and I hope, I hope uh, we did too. yeah, I, I wish you all the I wish you all the best. I, I do. I'm going to be watching Singer's Company from afar. And thank you. And I'll be listening to your podcast for any other tips, other franchises. I've lots of things that I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that. Oh, I should be doing that. But I followed my gut. So that's got us this far. We're going to end right there because that is your secret weapon right there. You followed your gut. Yeah. Thank you, Katie. Thank you so much, Frank. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning into the Emerging Franchise Brands Podcast. For additional insights, guest applications, and to stay connected, visit us at efbpodcast.com. The Emerging Franchise Brands Podcast is for entertainment purposes only, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of Emerging Franchise Brands, its host, Frank Fumi, or Emerging Franchise Group, LLC. Any discussed franchise or investment opportunity requires thorough investigation, obtaining proper disclosure documents, and expert consultation before making any investment decisions. The podcast and its hosts do not offer professional advice or endorsements, and they hold no responsibility for actions, representations, accuracy, or consequential damages related to the podcast content.